This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I cannot express the gratitude what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs is in his 41st year as a sports psychologist. I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show. The Sports Psychology Hour. The best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life. It happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively. This is where sports talk gets real. That word playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids. I wanted to tell you what a great service you provide to this community. I listen to your show every week. Thank you for what you do for our community, for all the parents, coaches, and athletes. And now, here's your host, rated one of the best therapists in Kansas City, Missouri, by OnlineTherapy.com, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Good morning, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and this is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB, here in Overland Park, Kansas. I'm here every Sunday morning from 7 to 8 a.m., <clears throat> Excuse me, and we start talk about the mental side of sports on this show. If you've listened to us before, you know I get into things like sportsmanship, mindsets, attitudes, winning, losing, success, failure, wacko fans, wacko coaches, how you destroy confidence in kids, how you develop a positive attitude, all those types of things. How do you get mentally prepared? You know, visualization is a big issue that we talk about on this show. I've talked about it forever. I'm in my 43rd year of work, uh, one of the first trained sports psychologists in the country. I've been in practice all these years, and I've watched the field grow and develop from a, a time when people thought it was stupid to where everybody now talks about the mental side of sports. And there are all kinds of people out there calling themselves mental performance experts, mental coaches, some who have training, some that don't, that want to teach people about the mental aspect of things. And, you know, I do this show each week to bring up topics that I think are of value um, because our shows are not only live here in Kansas City every Sunday morning, they're podcasted here at Sports Radio 810 WHB, on my website, winnersunlimited.com, on all the major podcast apps, including SoundCloud, where I've been listened to over 350,000 times, I found out this week. And it, we're averaging almost five to 7,000 listens to a week on that, on that app around the world. So it's interesting how people are interested in what we're talking about here. And, you know, one of the, one of the, if, if you've listened to me before, you know, one of my passions is youth sports. I co-authored a book with Pete Malone and Jeff Montgomery called just let them play, guiding parents, coaches, and athletes through youth sports. And that book was written six years ago, seven years ago, uh, because I was pushed by a lot of people. Doc, it's time for you to write a book. you got to write a book. you got to talk about kids' sports and why it's so messed up. So we did that. Our book is available on Amazon. It's available on my website. Um, it's been called The Bible of Youth Sports by Ben Sherwood, the head of Mojo Sports. And... We talk a lot in there about sportsmanship because I think the foundation of youth sports should be about sportsmanship. <clears throat> it's great to learn about how to hit a ball, how to throw the ball, how to catch one, how to you know push off the wall in the pool, how to spike a volleyball, how to serve a tennis ball, whatever it might be, how to hit a five-foot putt into the hole in the golf course, whatever you do. 
But sportsmanship, to me, should be the foundation of everything for, for sports, especially at the youth level. And if you have listened to me before, you know, it's I talk about it, it's a problem. You know, last year we had Christy Moron, who's an umpire, softball umpire in Mississippi, who was harassed by a mom at a 12-year-old game. She had the mother thrown out of the game because she was cursing her out, yelling at her, screaming at her. The lady got thrown out, and after the game was over, this lady then assaulted her and cold-cocked her and knocked her down, blackened her eye. The lady was then arrested wearing a Mother of the Year t-shirt in her mugshot, who subsequently then wants to, wanted to sue her, sue Christy for this. I mean, okay, let's see. You're, you're cursing the umpire out. You get thrown out because of your behavior. You then attack the umpire, but now you want to sue the umpire because your mugshot's on the Internet because you're such an idiot wearing a Mother of Your T-shirt that you come over and, and blacken the umpire's eye. Okay. Not too smart. One of the issues we have with all this is is related to that. Officiating, umpires, sideline refs. It's a big problem. And Matt Austin is a former uh, Southeastern Conference official, and he's an ESPN rules analyst. And there's a big story in Sports Illustrated where he talks about officiating. And he said some of the top young kids, boys and girls, who officiate are A-plus. He said, but we're about 10 years away from having a big problem. The cost-benefit analysis for young or aspiring officials is this. The rewards aren't worth the drawbacks. Remember that the rewards aren't worth the drawbacks, and here's why. Salaries and intrinsic enjoyment are outweighed by this, abuse and criticism. Mistakes are exposed and aren't tolerated. Agendas are ascribed that don't exist. The anger is increasingly real, loud, and personal. Studies and exit interviews in recent years have shown the same thing. The number one reason for getting out of officiating is abusive behavior from fans parents, coaches, and athletes. The number one reason for getting out of officiating is abusive behavior from fans, parents, coaches, and athletes. A survey of nearly 17,500 officials in 2017 showed that 57% of respondents believe sportsmanship is getting worse, 27% believe there's no change, and just 16% believe it's improving. Okay, 57% say it's getting worse. 16% say it's proving. Those 16% of say it's improving have been probably at the bar a lot before this survey. Cavell, you might jump in on that one. Okay, so officiating abuse doesn't just happen at the high level. Show that the worst sportsmanship, the worst sportsmanship, was at youth competitive athletes. Pop Warner and travel teams, and the worst offenders were, guess who? Parents. Gee, have we talked about this on this show a lot over the years? In addition to being the angriest spectators, they're also the most audible. It's much easier to hear what's being shouted from a crowd of 100 than 100,000. But it goes beyond simply being yelled or insulted. The survey said... 48% of male officials and 45% of female officials have fear for their safety due to fan, coach, or athletic behavior like Christy Moore, the umpire in Mississippi. 
There have been plenty of viral clips of officials being physically accosted. Dozens of states now have laws on the books or under discussion to protect referees from assault, from harassment. You've got to have laws now to protect referees? Because you've got these wacko parents sitting in the stands who get mad because they don't like the way that the calls are being made or their calls or balls or strikes. This is sick. The sportsmanship of the fans and the coaches is the biggest thing, Austin said. The coaches and the fans can be such idiots today. I go to a Little League baseball game, and they're yelling at a 16-year-old kid who's trying to learn how to be an official. Let him learn on the job. We've got a saying in officiating, you're expected to be perfect for the first time out and get better from there. Okay. I brought this up today. This is sick. Okay? I've talked about this stuff on here forever. But it's getting worse. Let's face it. Society's got, there's all this anger in our society, which we won't get into that. Because that'll take us down another road. But the fact of the matter is, if your 10-year-old daughter is on a softball team, why is she playing? I would hope there'd be two reasons. Number one, to have fun. Number two, to learn some skills and get and, and, and get better at it. So you go to a game. You go to a game. And you're excited to watch your daughter play. But there's a there's a dad on your team who's got a big voice, who's, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna let him know how I feel. Well, didn't like the way the umpire's calling the the fifteen year old girl who's calling balls and strikes behind home plate, he starts yelling at her. She turns and looks at him, he goes, Yeah, you get get your blank together. What's a fifteen year old girl gonna do to some two hundred and fifty pound man who's cussing her out? Okay, Cavell, have you ever seen this stuff happen? Yes, I have, actually. And what happened from that? Probably arguments, a fight, possibly. You know, here's here's the deal before before you jump in here. Cavell's my producer, does a great job on the show. You know, I've talked about this forever, but this this has gotten to the point where it's it's, it's absurd. So... Most parents are sitting at these games when there's a parent on your team who's losing it. And what do those parents do? But they don't do anything because they don't want to get involved until that that guy starts yelling at their daughter or their son. And then maybe the mom is going to throw a few verbal cuss words at at, at the dad and the dad will look at her and, and then there'll be an argument. And you hear this all the time. It's absurd. It's a base. It's a twelve-year-old, ten-year-old softball game, baseball game, soccer game, basketball game. But this article validates everything I've been talking about. So you've seen it. What have you seen? Well, yeah, I've I've seen parents get frustrated by calls. I've seen, and you know, like, and not to be a hypocrite, you know, like I've been called quality control. When I'm on the refs, as far as making sure they are calling the game right, but in my defense, I, I like to talk to, to grown folks. You know, you got a few grays. You can hear me say, "Hey, that's a correctable error. Get your head in the game." You you, you know what I mean? But as far as and, and I think it depends on what level you're playing on. As far as like if we're you know because I think the the higher the stakes get, the higher. Um, emotions get so if your parent is paying six hundred dollars a month, and you're on this competitive team, and you're playing in this tournament, 
and the ref is a so like if there's a bad ref that's 15 years old in a high stakes game the issue's not with that 15 year old the issue's with that organization and i think that's where it gets confusing sometimes if that makes sense well it, it makes sense but here's part of the deal when you've got teenagers having a side job as an official referee umpire whatever it might be you know they're getting paid 15 20 bucks a game something like that it's it's some extra money for them they're, they're, they they get go through some training they're learning they're going to make mistakes i mean yeah i've you know i've been i've worked at every level i was the royal psychologist a total of five years with them full-time with them i saw major league umpires screw up i saw how guys handled it we had a kind of case when i got hired in 2008 by the Royals, the all-star break right after the all-star break we had a guy on the team who i'm watching him and there's a bad call I mean, the ball, he was a right-handed batter. The ball bounced almost in the left-handed batter's box, and the umpire called a strike. He, like, gets ticked off, starts yelling at the umpire. Trey Hillman, a manager, had to come out and break it up. The guy ends up striking out, comes back in the dugout, grabs me. He's, I was underneath the dugout where I would be, and we start talking. He was, he was DH that game. Well, he pissed off that umpire before because what had happened was he had sort of shown this umpire up so the umpire's now getting back at because you know what the umpire's an official is, is a human being is a human exactly so the umpire was wrong which caused this guy to get wrong so we worked on a strategy from that, that point on about how to deal with umpires at home plate and basically he just ignored him i said you can't do anything about the call it's over and done you got to move on so you learned how to deal with that you know i've been going to Baseball games, although I don't go anymore out there because it's, they're so bad. But the fact of the matter is, I grew up going to Kansas City A's games, who, who were really bad. Okay, been for the Royals games forever. Major League umpires make mistakes. The late Steve Palermo, God rest his soul, wonderful man. After he rehabbed from the, the awful shooting he went through, sit in the stands, I'd sit with him a lot. And Steve would talk to me about this whole issue of officiating at youth sports and sportsmanship. And it really bothered him. He said, because you know what? This abuse is going, this this was how, this was in 2009, 2008, 10. He said, Doc, this, this really bothers me. This bothers me while these parents have to yell at these kids. They're scaring, scaring them off. So I'd like to open up our phone lines. I've been going on my little rant here. Cavell and I have been talking about it. We want to open up the phone lines and hear from you. If you're a parent... And you've been at your son or daughter's game. Maybe it's a youth sports game. Maybe it's a high school game, whatever. And there are some parents being verbally abusive, maybe on your team or the other team. I'd like to know what you, what do you do? What are you thinking when that happens? Our phone number is 913-3810-810. You know, I have a, a, a game plan on what to do here, which I'll share when we come back from our break. But I'd like to hear from you, if you're you're a parent and you've been at one of these games, one of your kids' games, maybe your grandkids' games, I'm going to, by the way, I'm going to have a granddaughter in two weeks. Congrats. How about that? I'm like, that. it's really weird. I can't be that old, but I am. Anyway. Well, I have an, I have an 11-year-old. Well, I, have, I, I have, feel crazy about that. 
I think that's bizarre. I, I have 14 step-grandchildren, but this is my first blood one. It, it's been pretty exciting. Anyway, <laughs> fact of the matter is, if, if I'd like to hear from a parent who's been at a game where there's been some abusive behavior going on, what's done about it? 913-3810-810 is our number. I'd like to hear from a coach when this is this stuff goes on, there are parents going being verbally abusive in the stands. What do you do about it as a coach? Because who gets hurt? The kids do. And if you're an official, if you quit officiating, if your son or daughter's been an official and this has gone on, how do you handle it? 913 is our number. I'd love to get some calls in here. I know our show is early, show is early on Sunday morning. But I'd like to get some calls in here to see what you, you say, what you do. What do you do? And if you're an official, what do you do about this? Because we come back from our break, I'm going to share my game plan on what should be done and see what people say. Okay, 913-3810-810 is the number. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. We're on the Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Good morning, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. We are on our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB here in Kansas City. And I'm talking about sportsmanship today. I've read out of an article in the last uh, issue of Sports Illustrated all about sportsmanship, how it is the big problem, the big problem. Coaches and fans can be such idiots. That's a quote from... Matt Austin, a former SEC official and an ESPN rules analyst. And, you know, I've been accused of talking about this a lot on this show. You know why? Because it keeps getting worse. Uh, A friend of mine, his dad was a pretty prominent Chiefs coach for a long time, said, Andy, why do you keep talking about this topic? I said, because it's worse now. It's getting worse. You're getting kids who are making a little extra money trying to referee, officiate, umpire, who get screamed, cursed at, yelled at by parents. And they want to quit. And and, and their self-confidence goes down the tubes. Because then they get scared. It's like you get some older person screaming and yelling at you. What are you going to do? All right, our phone number is 913-3810-810. I'd like to hear from you. If you're a parent, you've been at your son or daughter's youth game and there's been some verbal abuse going on towards the referees umpires whoever they may be what do you do sitting in the stands if you're a coach and this happens what do you do 913-3810-810 is the number if you've been an official i've had officials on this show before officials have written books about it and they told this is years ago said, Doc, this is getting worse. It's getting worse because people, respect has gone out the window. Now, you know, we can talk about politics and all the anger that goes on there, and I think that carries over into society. But this isn't about that. Because I could get into a whole discussion about that. But I think this is part of what's going on. People think they can do whatever they want, say whatever they want, because the rules don't apply to them. And, oh, by the way, you just destroyed a thirteen, a 14-year-old girl's self-confidence at the softball game. All right, let's go to the phones. Covell, who do we have on line one? We have Carl, a youth coach, 25 years of experience, and he has a few stories. Okay, Carl, good morning. How are you doing? Uh, how are you doing? Thank you for calling in. 
Oh, you're welcome. I listen to the show quite a bit, but I don't call a whole lot, but I do appreciate what you do. Thank um, you. I have coached for 25 years, uh, mostly basketball, a couple other sports. But well, first of all, thank you, for, thank you for doing that. Because well, I'm, sure you've had, I'm sure you've had to deal with a lot of this. Yeah, well, you know, I have, and um, it all kind of goes away. What, what I've noticed is that it really has a tendency to be worse with the parents of the younger kids as they, as they have their first experience with sporting uh, events and such, and they're maybe just not used to the level of personal accountability that is required, you know, which is, I think, a big part of the problem nowadays. We just don't have a whole lot of personal accountability. Everybody kind of wants the same results for whatever they do instead of, you know, having to be instead of being successful for actually doing things that make you successful. So um, I think that when you're sitting in the stands and things aren't going your way, instead of saying, oh, gosh, my kid missed that ball, they say, yes, they're every ball, you know. And I think that's a big part of the problem. But for myself, what I do is, you know, at the beginning of each season, especially with the new team, I'll explain to the parents that, you know, we're not going to do that. <laughs> These are things we're not going to do. We're not going to um, yell and scream at officials over things that happen for the team. I try to explain that a game is never lost in the last minute of a game. A game is lost in the middle where we didn't rebound or we didn't make a good pass or we didn't play defense or whatever it was. And so I find that by heading that off, I really have prevented a lot of the problems on my teams. I very rarely have I ever had to address anyone in the stands on my team. Now, occasionally, you know, it does. It's, and, and I'm going to admit, you know, sometimes the officiating does get to where you're thinking to yourself, okay, what's going on here? But, you know, you're never going to change an official's call. You're, you're better off just remaining calm and just addressing this official personally and quietly and asking them, what are you seeing or what could, what are we doing that you're seeing that's making you make these calls or whatever. But getting a set of the official is to me is never the answer because you're not going to fix anything that way anyway. Well, you, you, I think what you're doing is tremendous because that's the way you should do it. But I'm sure you've played against all kinds of teams where this stuff does go on. I had a coach sit there and say some of the most unbelievable things I've ever heard any adult say to a child that one of my kids while I was trying to shoot free throws. And I, I actually didn't realize he was talking to my kid at first. And I, I looked around and realized this adult is talking to my, my player like this. And I'm like, I just, yeah, you know, I've seen all kinds of things. Okay, but. hold on, hold on a sec. So so the one of the kids on your team shooting free throws, how old was this Was this child? Uh, he was about 15. Okay. He so, was a little kid. but Okay, so he's a teenage, 15, but he's out there shooting free throws, and this guy's yelling at him. What, I mean, you don't have to say it specifically, but what was he What was he saying? Oh, he was calling him names, and he was a piece of this, and I I really can't. Yeah, things I've never even said to a person. I, I can't imagine saying to any kid. So, so, what, so what, 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 first of all, how'd the young man handle that? He was fine. He nailed the free, he nailed the free throws. He, that wasn't going to mess with him. Did that shut the guy up? Well, no, nah, he didn't ever shot. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, so nah, that, that, he never shot him. Up, okay, so. so let me ask you then: Did you report him to the league about his? Because that, that see that here's here's my point, Carl. When stuff like that goes on, people are scared to say anything or do anything because they don't want to get involved. And and see, that's the type of guy that should be reported, and he shouldn't be coaching. I mean. Uh, in my opinion, that, that, that why do you? Okay, you, you need to cuss out a kid on the other team when he's shooting a free throw. Your your you your self esteem and self self worth is that low that that's how you have to. You're going to feel good about that. And see what I see what I'm getting at there. Oh yeah, no, I, I see what I see your point, but 
I did report into the, uh, the it was a tournament, so I reported into the tournament director, and I really couldn't believe the officials didn't hear it. I asked the officials, did you hear this? What was he saying? Oh, yeah, okay, whatever, you know. So, but, and so uh, nothing I did was address, really done. I did address them directly across the scorer's table that day. I thought, you know, can you shut your mouth, please? Or you, <laughs> you know, I don't normally address the other coach. And what did he do, day. just give you a look and kept doing it? No, he did shut up when I said something to him. Right, because, see, most people, I found, when they get confronted, somebody finally calls them to the carpet. But most people are scared to say anything because, oh, that guy, oh, he'll yell at me. I mean, what? so so, let me ask you this question, this question. I have a belief that what should be done at these games is... The, at the beginning of the season, you have a preseason meeting about schedules and everything, and you talk about sportsmanship. But what you do is we're, we're going to have we're going to implement a rule here. We're going to have a rotating parent. Every game will be a different parent, and here are the guidelines on what can be said and what can't be said. If there's another parent on the team doing this, you know the you don't go, you, the parent doesn't confront that other parent. You the parent comes and tells you as the coach. And if you then, as a coach, call timeout and go up to that parent who's, who's saying the, the abusive stuff and say, look, this is your warning. If you keep it up, you're going to be gone because we're not going to put up with this. What, what do you feel about that? Yeah, I kind of like that. That's kind of a good idea. I might incorporate it into my meetings. I, I do that. You have a preseason meeting, and like you said, uh, just lay it on the line for everybody. But I kind of like that idea. I might try that. Well, thank you, because I, I, I think it'll work. It's a different, you know, every week is a different parent. And here's the guidelines on what cannot be said or what can't be done. And because you're not going to have that parent confront the other parent, they have to come up to you as the coach and you do it because you're in charge. Well, well rotating that gives everybody a chance to kind of feel that, too. So I, I kind of like that idea. I'm well, going to try that out. Try it out and uh, give me a call back and let me know what happens with that, Carl. I appreciate I'll it. Do, I'll do that. Doc. Have a good one now. Well, thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. You have a great day. Right. You too. Bye-bye. All right. That frees up our lines here at 913 913- Three eight ten eight ten nine one three three eight ten eight ten. I'm talking about sportsmanship. That was a great call. I'd like to hear from a parent who sat in the stands because I know you're, there are people. I know people are listening to this show, and they're. Oh, I don't want to call in. I, I don't want to. I don't want to talk to him on the radio and I'll be embarrassed. Okay, we're not going to know who you are. You can make you just a fake name. Okay, but I know. I know there are people listening right now who've been in a game where their son or daughter, granddaughter, grandson are playing, and there's a, another parent, maybe maybe on the other team, yelling at your son or daughter, or grand, grandchild. What do you do when they're at, at the plate or they made a made a bad play or dropped the ball or missed a shot? You're not going to sit there and just smile. Oh, that's okay. You're going to be pissed off. Right, Cavell? Oh, I'm glad they're yelling at my son. Yeah, right? well, well, so like what, what I mentioned to you in, during the break, what I mentioned to you during the break, doing this show with you has opened my eyes and changed my perspective a little bit on things because... So when are you going to pay me my fee? <laughs> well, uh, we'll work on that. I have my people call your people. But, um, but like, so we were talking about, say, a 15-year-old official getting yelled at and getting verbally accosted and things like that. And the way I the way I used to think about it is, if my fifteen year old daughter was going to be official and she gets yelled at by some two hundred fifty pound man or whatever like that, I'd be like, well, this comes with the territory. 
So this lets you know if this is what you want to do or not. You got to have thick skin. You got to be good at what you what you do because this is the consequence. You know, this is the consequences. Yeah, let me jump in before you continue. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of validity to that because we got to deal with adversity in life. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, everything is going to be happy. Yeah, there's going to be conflict. Yeah, okay, but go go ahead. Yeah, so like because my experience from my you know we've we've talked a little bit about my experience in high school and then even in college. And, you know, like coaches would say stuff, do stuff that, you know, like that you that as I've gotten older, I'm like, all right, you probably shouldn't have done it that way. But I wish I handled it differently in the moment. I wish like because now I can handle almost anything in life because I've dealt with things, if that makes sense. Sure. That makes sense. So but 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 you've learned you said your perspective has changed since you've been doing the show with me because how? Because, you know, like when you say, hey, coaches shouldn't do this, parents shouldn't do this, it's a different thought. Like my thought was usually, oh, that's what's going to happen. And we just got to get past it, if that makes sense. Well, it is going to happen, and we do have to get past it. But at the same time, there need to be things done to these people who do this stuff because otherwise they just think they can do it all the time. And they probably, you know... I guarantee you, if you're if you're verbally abusive at your your kid's sporting event, you're probably verbally abusive at work too. It's not just something that just happens there. It probably ha- it, it probably happens across the board. Yeah. Okay. So you've probably got some anger issues, some self esteem issues, self confidence as as an adult. That's probably part of it. But here, here's the thing. You know what I mentioned to Carl, our, our last caller is is I think coaches need to implement this this program where at the beginning of the season you talk about all the rules and say okay we're going to we're going to have a different parent every game who'll sort of just sort of be supervised you know watching everything that's going on and if somebody gets out of control based on these rules regulations they come to me as the coach I'm going to call timeout go up to that parent and say look the the f bombs you're throwing have to stop because if you don't you're gone and then I also I know a lot of people don't like this but I think you know what they leave their kid has to leave too I think because that will make that parent if if they're told their son or daughter has to leave because of their behavior that that I guarantee you that will probably make them stop yeah been a, a lot of people say you can't punish the kids for the parents' behavior well I get that but. I guarantee it's probably going on at home, too. Accountability partners. Well, why not? Yeah. All right. Our phone number is 913-3810-810. I'd love to hear from you if you're a parent at a sporting youth sporting event and there are verbally abusive parents, coaches at the game. I'd love to hear from you if, you're, if you've officiated before and you've had to deal with this. What do you do? How do you feel? Nine one three three eight ten eight ten is our phone number. This is a big problem. This article in Sports Illustrated talks about we're we're losing. You know there there are youth sports events that are being canceled because they don't have officials, and they don't have officials because people are quitting because they're getting verbally abused and even physically abused. Why why is that? Why do you need to, to, to scream and yell at a 14-year-old basketball referee? And 
How about what our caller Carl just mentioned about the coach and the other team cussing out the the kid, his kid shooting free throws? Really? Yeah, and you know what? Uh, an admission. Is, I didn't cuss anybody out, but I remember I was coaching a fourth grade team. We were KC Premier, and we were in Wichita, about basketball. Basketball, and we were in Wichita Nationals. You know, every year Wichita has the the big uh, AAU Nationals, and we were playing for third place. And it was a it was an intense game. You know, like me and the coaches had a few words. There was parents. It was it was a crazy environment. How old? And fourth grade. So ten. So ten, yeah. And it was late in the game. The other team they were shooting free throws, and I yelled out, "He's gonna miss it. Be ready for the rebound." And the coach turned to me and said, "Come on, what are you talking about, man? They're fourth graders." And in my head, I was like, "Ah, oh, he's right. <laughs> he was right." But. I could have just said, get the rebound, box out, be ready. But I said, he's going to miss it. So, like, in that moment, I'm, I'm competitive. So, like. I get that. So, that, I wanted okay, to put that, the doubt in his mind that he was going to miss the free throw, but he was 10. Well, but, okay. But in that situation, you're you're yelling at your kids. You weren't saying. I wasn't speaking directly to him. You weren't to speaking him. to him. Okay. Indirectly, I guess. I mean, well, fair. yeah. So, he's hearing that. I mean, unfortunately. Okay. Now that that's not you know, that's maybe halfway to what we're talking about. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Okay. You weren't you weren't yelling at him, you're yelling at your 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 players. Mm-hmm. That's different than yelling at him saying, "Hey, you suck, you're going to miss it." Okay? Yeah. So, once again, I'd like to get some calls in here if you're if you're a parent, I know there are parents listening right now. You may be going to your kids game, your soccer game. Soccer games are going on right now. Volleyball game. There's fall baseball and softball. You're at a game, and there's a parent on your team who's abusive towards the kids on your team, towards the umpire, the officials. Do you say something to them? Do you give them a weird look? Or do you just sit on your hands and or move away? Most people don't want to get in a confrontation because who knows where it'll go. Well, because, you know, mob mentality, one crazy person can take over a bus. People don't want to deal with it. <laughs> well, yeah. So, so I'd like to hear from you if you're a parent. I like like Carl, who's a coach. If you coach, what do you do? And most importantly, I, I'd love for an official, someone who's officiated, or whose son or daughter has officiated, to give this show a call and tell me what you do when you've got something like this happening. You're you're a teenager and you've got an abusive parent yelling at you. How do you handle it? Our phone number is 913-3810-810. This is a problem that's getting worse in youth sports and in high school sports, where the behavior of fans is causing officials, referees, umpires to quit. There are now youth sporting events going on in this country that aren't going on because there's no way, nobody officiate. Because of the abuse that goes on. And I got interviewed years ago back in, in, in the 90s on a TV show called A Current Affair about this. I've got the, the video on my website. I mean, I've been, I've been talking about this stuff forever. But there's, let's face it, there's always going to be angry people out there at these games. There's always going to be somebody who's not in a good mood. And, and a lot of times, somebody, I think a lot of the people that do this, 
something's bothering them personally, and they think at a youth, youth sporting event it's their freedom to yell at the, the kids officiating. Well, and some people, they, you know, like, what's the old saying, um, living through your child, or, the, you know, like, I went through this, this happened with me, someone make sure this doesn't happen, and then they don't have the most constructive way of doing it. Yeah. That's probably giving too much credit. Well, but. it's a problem that's getting worse. People, the games are not being held or being canceled because officials aren't there because of the abuse that's going on. All right, 913-3810-810 is the number. I'd love to hear from you if you're a coach, you're a fan, you're an official, you're, you're, you've, you've officiated before and you quit because of the abuse that went on you had to deal with. 913-3810-810 is the number. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. We're the leader in sports. Sports Radio 810 WHB. Hello again, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB here in Kansas City. And today I'm talking about sportsmanship and the issues with officiating at youth sporting events, high school events, the fact that there are a lot of sporting events being canceled because there are not officials available. And there's a big story in Sports Illustrated all about how sportsmanship of the fans and coaches is the biggest problem, according to Matt Austin, a former SEC official and ESPN rules analyst. How the behavior at parents, at youth sporting events specifically, is getting out of hand because we're, we're having a problem with getting enough officials to officiate these games because people are quitting because of the abuse they're getting. Now, Cavell and I were talking during the, the break about mental toughness. Okay, you, you know, you have to learn how to deal with this stuff. And everything's not, you know, what's it? What's the term? Peaches and roses and ice cream. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you, you've got thorns on the roses. Sometimes the ice cream's spoiled. Um, you've got to deal with negativity, Okay. I'm not sitting here saying, oh, it's okay. you got to be so nice. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is when it gets to the point where it becomes abusive, that's not healthy. I mean, mental toughness is one. you got to teach kids how to deal with failure. You've got to teach kids how to deal with negativity. You have to teach kids how to, how to handle that because they won't survive if they get older. You've got to deal with that. But then, But when it becomes threatening... When it becomes insulting, degrading, that's going too far. And, you know, it's, we'd still like to get some calls in here. 913 is the number. We had one caller online, but he dropped off here. We'd like to get you back online. If, if you're a parent and your son or daughter is an official and they quit because they don't want to take the yelling and screaming from adults anymore. I'd love to hear from you and, and, and see what your thoughts are on that. And and, and if you're the if, official and you quit, why? This, this is getting worse. The articles are showing it worse because people think, you know, it's, it's one thing, Cavell, if you want to toughen up your kid, okay? They have to deal with negativity and, and, and adversity. But it's another thing when they're 11 years old at a soccer game, and they're getting cursed at by some parent, okay? Or you're the the sideline ref, and the parents who are right there on the sideline with you start yelling at you. That was a blank call. Get your blank in the head, you know, in, in the game. I've seen it. 
and I've, I've shared this before, years ago, when my son Jonathan was 12, he's now 30, how old is he? He's 30, he'll be, gosh, he'll be 34 in November. He's the one having a, a, a child. He was 12, playing on the on the Cosmos team. And we had a 12 o'clock game when my show used to be on at, at 10 o'clock. We're going to the game, and as we walk up to the game, there's a girls game going on, and a parent started running after the sideline judge. He then got tackled by two other parents. And our coach, Evan Rogova, and I went over to the sideline judge, the young boy who was shaking and said, this parent was cursing at me and cursing at me and then said he's going to get me after the game and he got tackled by these other parents. But I stood my ground because I was listening to a sports psychologist on the radio earlier who told me how to handle this. Well, that happened to be me. And this, this kid sort of freaked out about that because we showed up there. But he said, I stood my ground with him and said, you can't talk like that. And you keep it up or you're going to be thrown out. All right, let's go back to the phones. Let's talk to Matt. Matt, good morning. Thanks for calling in. You have a comment you'd like to share. Hey, good morning. Yeah, my daughter's a 12-year-old pitcher in softball, so we see this stuff a lot. And, you know, I, I guess embarrassingly, I see some of this action go on, and I'm one of those people that don't want to say a lot to parents on our own team if they're, you know, getting a little out of control. It's hard to speak up and even say anything, you know, and I think sports has just changed so much as a whole. I know since my daughter pitches, I'm paying for private lessons. I'm catching her all the time. It kind of becomes you in the game, and so it's it's hard to keep your mouth shut when you're, you know, going these extra steps with your kids in the off season and outside of regular practice to just sit there and be positive the whole time. So I, I struggle with it myself. Okay, so let's talk about it then. What, give us an example of what maybe some other parent on your team is yelling at your daughter about. Well, and I think, you know, luckily our parents, I think, are always positive with the kids. It's, it's just the umpires that I think parents struggle with the most. And, you know, hard hard to find good umpires, obviously. And so not saying something to the parents on our team when they're being a little abusive to umpires behind the plate. I guess that's what I'm referring to. Luckily, we've always had positive experience with our own kids and teammates, but not not speaking up when they're getting a little too far with the umpires, I guess. So did, did you hear what I mentioned earlier about rotating parents at the games? Yeah, yeah, really, really interesting thing. So well, I, I think, I like yeah, I, I think what you need to do is talk with your coach about it and say, look, um, it, 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 assuming this is how you're feeling, say, look, I'm getting a little uncomfortable at some of our games with some of the other parents yelling at the at the uh, umpire. And it's starting to, to bother me. And, you know, I heard on the radio, the sports psychologist suggest this idea. What do you think about it? Because I, yeah. I, I know that if you do something like that, what's going to happen is um, – Parents are going to start to look in the mirror, and they're going to start to realize, yep. "Hey, wait a minute, I've got to, I've got to back off." So, if you do something like that, I think that may help. No, absolutely, I think it's a, it's a great idea, and I, I constantly have to remind myself these are little kids. You know, scholarships are not going to be handed out at the Twelve View Ballpark, and um, just try to take it for what it's worth and teaching sportsmanship and teaching these kids how to compete and fail, but doing it in the right manner. So it's. 
it's a tough thing, but everybody's got to step back and, you know, build the community as a whole. I mean, these umpires are kids. They're teenagers, right? Yep. Most of them. I mean, they're going to screw up. Yep. I mean, it's part of it. So, anyway, yep. why don't you try that and uh, give me a call back and let me know what happens because I, I think that's something that would be beneficial and I think can't hurt to try. Absolutely. No, appreciate what you're doing and thank you for the advice and thanks for everything. All right. Well, Matt, good luck. Please call back and let me know what happens. Yeah, you bet. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you. Take care. All right. Let's go next to Jeff. Jeff, good morning. Dr. Jacobs, how you doing? Jeff, are you there? Jeff, are you there? Are you there? I think we got you now. Jeff, are you there? Yes, you got me? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so uh, good morning. I, I, uh, I've i coached at an academy level for about five years and um, and also a parent as well. And so I've seen this firsthand. I I actually see it a little bit of both ways. So the biggest problem that I see on the officiating side, from an officiating standpoint, the culture of officiating is you have your 55-plus dogs that know what they're doing that can control a crowd, control a game. The problem is is that culture then sets into the next generation of officiating, which is really 20 and under. And that officiating crowd then becomes defensive. So if they make a mistake, they don't know how to behave to the crowd or the parents. The problem is, is the parents expect it to be perfect. So the parents, obviously, most of them don't know anything about zones. For example, in baseball, they have no idea where the zone is. They and just Jeff, we've only got ball. about a, we've only got about a minute left. So go ahead. I'm sorry, but we don't have much time. Yeah, no problem. So I guess I guess my point is is there's a generational gap that's not teaching the next generation to officiate properly with command. Well, that's all ne- I really got. Yeah, to well, say. I think I think the key thing is these officials need to be taught how to deal with this just as much as they need to be called taught about how to call balls and strikes. But at the same time, there need to be some some rules about sportsmanship set up at these games that have to be enforced because otherwise, you know, you're, we're losing officials. And yeah. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And, and sportsmanship, actually, rules and bylaws are tied to tournament type of, of, of sports. So uh, you're right. That, that that should be in place for sure. And I think it is going to happen more and more. Well, Jeff, thanks for your call, sir. Appreciate it. Take care. All right. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs here every Sunday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. If you like this show, follow me on uh, the web. Go go to any of the uh, apps that, that, that put on uh, podcast. It's the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Go to my website, winnersunlimited.com. Go to, you know, especially SoundCloud, where I'm listening to all over the place. And if you've got comments about this stuff, get a hold of me. Give me a call at my office, 816-561-5556. Send me an email at drj at winnersunlimited.com. And, and I'm going to promote myself. Buy my book. Get my book, because it talks about all this stuff in there. It will help you out. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next Sunday here in the Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB.